Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. The Office of Personnel Management updates its guidance and will extend a special premium pay cap waiver for civilian federal employees working in Iraq to support the administration's declared national emergency. The declared emergency is extended through May of next year, but OPM says agencies only have authority to waive premium pay caps through the end of 2018. Senator Chris Van Hollen seeks more answers from the head of the General Services Administration regarding plans for the FBI's headquarters. This comes after the Washington Post reported details of an early draft of an upcoming inspector report, which says GSA Administrator Emily Murphy may have misled lawmakers about the White House's role in keeping the headquarters in D.C. Van Hollen is asking Murphy to clarify her testimony from a February hearing on the subject. Serious funding questions arise for the administration's proposed wall at the U.S. southern border. The Government Accountability Office says Customs and Border Protection has not taken into account the cost of building a wall on different sections of the border, which differ by topography, land ownership, and other factors. Until then, it can't give an accurate cost estimate. A struggling government-wide contract is getting a boost. The Human Capital and Training Solutions, or HCATS, program has yet to live up to its billing as the go-to vehicle for agencies to buy human resources services over the last two years. So GSA and OPM are giving it some help. OPM and GSA announced yesterday that the fee agencies pay to use the contract is dropping to 0.75% from 2%. GSA says lowering the fee will make HCATS more competitive with other contracting options. GSA and OPM awarded the $11 billion HCATS contract in 2016. I'm Jason Miller. The Defense Department fell short of funding community support systems for service members and their families from 2012 to 2017. GAO finds DOD did not fund those programs to the targeted 65% level, which forces service members and their families to pay for some program costs out of pocket. Finding a supportive community and keeping physically fit are crucial to the success of veterans after they leave the service. A new study in the Journal of Translational Behavioral Medicine says veterans often find it hard to do so, which leads to risky behavior. But activities like volunteering, exercising, and finding a community can keep vets mentally and physically healthy. A former NSA contractor is set to be sentenced later this month for leaking a classified report to the media. Reality winner struck a plea agreement with the government that would require her to spend a little more than five years in prison, but the federal judge overseeing her case in Georgia won't be bound by that deal when he sentences her two weeks from today. Winner pled guilty late last month to transmitting national security information. The government still has not described the report she's accused of leaking, but the date of her disclosure coincides with the publication of an NSA document on Russian hacking. Eight agencies and the MITRE Corporation are teaming up to solve a long-standing challenge with federal programs, eligibility verification. About 25% of all improper payments are because the systems and processes to determine if a citizen is eligible for a program are not good enough. MITRE is running the Strengthening Eligibility Verification Challenge to come up with a solution. Its goal is to discover innovative, cost-effective solutions that agencies can use to improve verification of benefit eligibility in federal programs. And blockchain finds yet another potential use case in government. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has partnered with IBM to see if the technology can help keep track of electronic health record data. The CDC's Technical Services Branch Chief says blockchain makes it easier to share EHR data between the agency and healthcare providers. The technology also complies with healthcare privacy laws. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.